rather snappy, won't you? I have some very heavy thinking to do before 10 o'clock. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another fun-filled episode. We Don't sound so excited. Woo. And there's much rejoicing. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I apologize. Today we are going to talk about voice. And if you're not super familiar with that terminology, it means voice over internet protocol. And it is, I would probably say, the primary form of telephony for businesses these days. Is that uh, yeah, most, most people don't even realize they're using it, but we'll get into that. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay. Uh, since Jessa didn't say, I'm Jason Erickson. That's Jessa Erickson. And with us today, we have Jeff Mahalski from Sipspace. Um, he's and, my man. Yep. He, he's, he's one of them VoIP expert type peoples. So uh, let's, let's jump into to VoIP because most people don't realize VoIP has been a slow ev- evolution over the years. The earliest VoIP realistically or voice over digital. Let's start there. So first voice over digital would have been T1s. They figured out that if they digitized voice, which is kind of cool, instead of having two wires carry one phone conversation, well, if they use four wires, they could put 20 conversations on those four wires. And that was a huge jump, especially for businesses. Um, And then, of course, about that time, PBXs started becoming uh popular which you know the pbx's are your phone system uh so if i say pbx it means phone system that wall you, that box you got in the wall on uh, uh in the back room or a boiler room or whatever horrible environment that you put these things in uh but t1s grew into all the different t type things and all different kind of protocols and then some genius discovered, hey, you know what? If we tie this to an IP, we could do point-to-point communications and send it over as data, as a full, full-on internet-type data. And that's when SIP and VoIP and all that was truly born. Now, the great thing is, and, and, and stop me, guys. It doesn't need to be the Jason show. The great thing is... Most people, if not all people, are using VoIP and and SIP, and they have no idea um, because the telephone companies discovered years ago that if I digitize everything, I can drop it onto a thin wire to go into a backhaul center, and I'm going to push all my data that way. So instead of having to have these massive trunks of, you know, you know, 256 pairs of wires going all the way back to the main office, which would be like a foot thick cable. Um, Now we could do it all over, you know, just a few pairs and save the phone company, you know, big bucks. That was when affordability and telephony for rural customers really started kicking in. And uh, it allowed us to do more with less. So instead of saying, hey, Mr. Customer, I'm sorry, we've we've already have 200 and some subscribers in this town. We can't add anymore. Now it's like, oh, yeah, come on in. We, we, we'll just digitize it and drop it across the panel or across the path and away it goes. And the big trick that made that work was when you pick up your phone, it goes to the telephone company over analog. The telephone company converts it to digital. 
And then they slap a header on it that says, hey, these are the digits they dialed, and this is who dialed it. And then that sends it off into the big magic network, which routes it, and it goes to the other end's phone uh, telephone company. The other end's telephone company looks at that packet and says, oh, that's so-and-so calling so-and-so. And it drops it back to analog, converts it down, pushes it across the network, and away it goes. And that's how your phone call gets connected. So believe it or not, even though you get all these diehard people who say, well, we're analog, we'll always be analog because analog is the best. Well, sorry, folks, you've been digital for years. Um, Just the telephone companies don't want to tell you that because digital is easier than analog in a lot of ways. Or at least I think it is. I don't know what you think, Jeff. Uh, I don't know. I I freaked out a couple technicians when I said, yeah, just, just keep this dial on there and I'll get you hooked up. And analog is pretty easy. But so is digital. So it just yeah. out the technician because all of a sudden there's he's just picking up like there's nothing happening. And then there's a dial tone and it yeah. just out. So do you magic? Ever, do you ever think there's a point when analog is going to, I guess, essentially cease to exist where it's going to be all digital and no analog ever? Analog is officially dead. Uh, the only people who hold on to analog are old telephone companies and incumbents. Uh, if you look, almost everybody has fiber to the home now, and that takes it digital, clean to the house. And then it converts it to analog. Then it that way you can plug in your old phones. Uh, now, that last, last little section, that's probably going to stay analog for a while. It's already changing, though. I mean, how many people don't have cell phones? Cell phones are 100% digital, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or at least the newer phones are. The old, old phones are analog. <laughs> yeah, but unless you are a collector of, I guess, odd things, you know, who's going to be, who's going to have those phones? And those phones wouldn't it? work anyway. <laughs> no, no. Th- those phones would be, wouldn't even be able to connect to the network we have today um, on purpose. And they're not even that old, really, when you stop yeah. and think about it. Less, the last analog phone I did, the last cellular analog phone I did was probably 1999 was the last analog phone I think I officially did. Okay, so 24 uh, years, but still. Like truly analog like, phone. It was a... Like like cellular or, or cellular. landline? Cellular. It was cellular. Yeah, it was cellular. I'm guessing a Motorola. Yeah, it was actually a <laughs> Motorola. Yep. It was yeah. one of the last ones I did. You know, the first phone call ever made over a, a portable cellular phone was a troll call to their competitor saying, hey, guess what we did? Oh, seriously? Yep. That's uh, awesome. The very first call, very first cellular call was a troll call <laughs> <laughs> mocking the competitor. <laughs> Some people have all the fun. Well, the also cool thing is the old brick phones and that only had 20 minutes of talk time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Battery? Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. They needed watts of power. Those you things know, were huge. Breaker one nine. <laughs> they looked like an army field phone. I mean, they were so big. <laughs> and they weighed a ton. As somebody who's actually used and held one of those those brick phones, they weighed a ton. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, I, I I think the 20 minute limit wasn't a big deal because if you could honestly hold that thing up to your head for 20 minutes, I mean, you have some severe upper arm strength, man. I mean, just raw. <laughs> All right, so what I'm seeing in my head is like something from MASH that Radar would call out on. Is that- yeah, kind of. Okay. I mean, quite a bit smaller. It, it was literally about the size of a red brick. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And you then know, was a brick phone. And then you add, yeah, that's where the term okay. came from. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Imagine okay. a brick with a six inch, eight inch antenna coming out of the top of it. And that's what those things look like. And then they had a little bag you could put it all in and it, the antenna would stick out the bag. It was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Reminiscing. That's horrible. Yeah. Moving now, forward from that, though. Now, keep in mind. You shouldn't be reminiscing. Yeah. Keep in mind at the time when that came out. I don't know why I know these random facts, but when that bag, when that first handheld portable phone came out, there was only actually like a hundred thousand people in the United States who had a mobile phone in their cars. So we went from the elite few to a brick phone, which started bringing in your high higher end business people to today where everybody has a cell phone. I mean, like literally everybody on them almost you know except for sleeping pretty much the rest of the time yeah or whatever that music is that they always play um so yeah that that's so analog officially is dead uh getting back to that the fcc announced uh i think last year that copper lines are no longer required to be maintained so are they going to start yanking them or they're going to leave them in place it depends on the county municipality city uh it's up to them we have a real tendency in this country that if it's underground we pretend it doesn't exist so i have a feeling a lot of these lines are going to be underground forever um until yeah until somebody digs them up (laughs) you know trying to build a house or something all of a sudden they're pulling up mountains of copper because copper the 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 problem with the old phone lines with the the old 22 gauge wire 20 gauge wire was it's a real pain to to peel those and get to the copper because it's not like you just burn them off you know that's that's not legal you actually have to mechanically strip those wires which means since the unless the cost of copper goes way up I think people are just going to leave them in the ground and forget they ever existed. At least that's my thought. That's what I'm thinking, because that's pretty much what you see in every building you've ever been in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every building you ever go into, and, and most people who've worked in buildings like that know there's like lines of copper that don't aren't even hooked up to anything anymore, and they're just there. Right. So that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Too much time and effort to remove them. Unless well, and that's right. We put that on our quotes anymore. It's like cost of removal. Yeah. Because um, some of these times it's like cost of removal means I got to pull in a construction skid, uh, which is a big honking dumpster, just the man hours to pull the cable out without yanking out the wrong stuff is huge, you know? So yeah, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> but it, all right. So VoIP, VoIP call. Hey. Okay, so everybody's on digital, whether you want it or not, right? Everybody keeps shaking their head at me because this is radio, and people who shake their heads really work. Um, (laughs) I always feel like I'm talking to myself when I'm in this thing. Oh, you're not. I know, I know. Listening to the voices in my head. So, okay, that's where we are now. Yeah. Let's talk about how far we've come. Oh. Past. oh, oh God! How far back do we want to go? Um, well, believe it or not, uh, now with the invention of of SIP and stuff like that, like VoIP was pretty much, uh, if you just separate the two, uh, yeah. VoIP was just basically voice. That's basically it. You got caller ID uh, in the terms of actual phones, and now you're actually looking at SIP can actually take across 
uh, data from video now. They can put all that stuff in there and send it. Well, well, and here's here's the thing that we need to maybe clarify is SIP and VoIP are two completely different things. VoIP is just a way to send voice over internet. SIP is a protocol, as in here's how we're going to do it to make it all work right. Um, and sometimes they use SIP and VoIP interchangeably, but truth be told, they're totally two totally different things. You know, any data, any voice over data is VoIP, but not all VoIP is SIP. You know, so what we're doing right now is VoIP, technically. Uh, with this call, uh, uh, yeah, but with, with, like with our with our uh, uh, with our podcast here, yeah. So, yeah, and- it, it, so, so to clarify, since you know, here again, nobody can see us. Uh, I'm actually remote today. Um, so Jeff and Jess are in the studio. I'm remote, but this is just a VoIP call, which is, you know, they can see me. I can see them. I can hear their voice. They can hear my voice and we're just passing data back and forth. It's pretty unlikely they uh, that SIP was ever involved. Okay. Um, it's, it probably used its own uh, video protocol would be my guess is what they're using as the primary. So yes, so not all VoIP is SIP and most SIP is VoIP. <laughs> yeah, not con- convoluted at all. No, no, <laughs> it, it, it's perfectly cloudy <laughs> with the chance of confusion. It's kind of like, you know, not all hot tubs are jacuzzis, but all jacuzzis are hot tubs. Yes, yes. All right, so anyway, copper... You know, I, 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 the biggest thing I see, and I'm sure Jeff sees this in, in the world out there too, is, you know, a lot of people go off on, oh, you know, it's copper, copper, copper. You got to have copper. You got to have that analog quality. Well, the problem is the analog quality, quite honestly, generally sucks. Um, the problem with analog is it's very prone to interference. Any noise, any, any problems along that entire path of that voice line getting to you uh, comes through in the call. You know, I can always tell or usually tell when I'm talking a hundred percent, you know, VoIP versus analog being in the mix somewhere. Like right now there's no hiss. There's no background noise, any of that. While I'm talking to Jess and Jeff. Um, But I know if I picked up my cell phone, I know if I picked up an analog phone and called them, in the background, you have that high pitch hiss that is always there. It's just background noise, you know. Uh, the real funny thing is uh, that when VoIP first came out, and some of the phones still do this, um, it actually has a noise generator in the phone itself that while the call is initiated, it generates that high pitch hiss while you're on the phone so that you don't feel the call dropped. <laughs> So if there's a long silence, then you still have that confirmation that you're yeah. still call. You always have you have that analog hiss, which is generated by the phone itself to tell you, yes, the call is still going. It's <laughs> super weird. I don't know if I knew that or if I just forgot well, when you told me. Fewer and fewer phones are doing that now. It's just it's extra tech that honestly isn't really needed anymore. Um, people are used to dead quiet now when they're on a VoIP call. You know, a lot of times if you see the phones, they say HD on them. They're, they're, they're so good that a lot of times they just don't have that background. Yes. Um, but others do. 
And you know, if you like what you heard in this podcast, or heck, even if you didn't, check out our other episodes on virtually any streaming podcast service. You can also get social with us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And most importantly, check out our website at Yes, I am so excited. Everything is new and latest and greatest. Now I want it to work exactly the way the old system did. Yes. Yes. I want the better technology but they don't want to change the way they're doing stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get, you know, especially if it's a drastic change, it's kind of scary. Yeah. But technology changes rapidly and sometimes in big chunks at a time. Especially if they're behind 10 to 12 years or 15 or like some of them or 20 years, it it can be a big jump. And then they... Or are they freak out when, when we show them the little tiny box here, we're replacing your refrigerator with this. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're not even replacing it. We're just going to get rid of it. And you're just going to make calls from a phone. Yeah. And then they look at you going, well, where's the, we need all the blinky lights and stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> I actually made a blinky light panel for a customer once. Oh, Nice. Yeah, they just that they wanted they love the hardware with the flashing lights, and that was their thing. They wanted flashing lights because they they just love looking at at server racks and they had all the flashy lights. And so I I took a a two U blank, which is you know just a flat piece of metal, and drilled a bunch of holes in it, mounted a ton of randomly blinking LEDs, and installed it in his rack, and he was never happier. You know, <laughs> it, was, it made his year. So it's that tangible, that tangible piece that yeah they can yeah. see, they can feel. Yeah. They can, you know, it gives them that, oh, I can reboot if I need to type feel, you know. Okay. Now, almost all of the decent phone systems, there's still a lot of phone systems out there that they, uh, you know, big box in the corner. But you don't need the big box in a corner. My my biggest complaint with big box in the corner is in this day and age, why are you hardware driving your phone system? If you go with a software phone system, your system can be updated easily, quickly, and a lot of times automatically. And you're going to be able to stay with that phone system for pretty much ever as long as the company is in business. Well, and then you don't have that hardware to maintain adding you know, more more cost to your budget and and you know if if something were to happen say you take a lightning strike and it completely goes kaput or you know whatever reason you don't have to worry about whether or not that hardware is going to work it's just you don't need it anymore yeah i mean that's that's exactly what subspace does that's what we do we pretty much our our platform allows us to remove that equipment that's on premise and you just basically have a phone and even if uh, there's a disaster or anything, you still have, if you have cell phone capability, you can still receive your calls as if nothing happened. I know people can't see my phone right now, but something I always <laughs> like to do when I'm talking about this is I like to open up my phone and open up the app and say, you know, this is my desk phone. It doesn't look like a traditional desk phone because it doesn't have the handset that's corded and tied to the to the rest of the, the device. Meanwhile, Jeff's dying in the corner. Actually, he's not in the corner. He's in the middle of the room. It's That's perfect. even more dramatic, dying in the middle of the room. But anyway. I completely lost my train of thought. 
you use oh, your phone but, as a desk phone. But yeah, it's you know it's great because <laughs> not tied to your office. I, I just it. no no I just love Jeff's line. You use your phone as a desk phone. She uses her cell phone. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have received because we because Subspace use what we use. Uh, we have the nice little program on our phone on our cell phones that allows us to act like we're literally calling from the office and people call the office. And I get this a lot when customers call me directly. They're like, are you in the office? Well, no. Oh, cause they'll like hear something in the background or something. And yep. like, in the office, but I called the office number. You did. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. like to be able to do the same thing? <laughs> it yeah. Is, you know, I get it. Okay. My phone. Yes. I use my cell phone for business purposes. It's not just a personal phone, but when I have other people come on board, when I have my team members say, you know, yes, I want to be able to work remote, but I don't want to use my personal cell phone. Not a problem. We put the app on there and then they can call from the business line on their cell phone and they don't have to give up their personal phone, which is the way I prefer it quite honestly. Right. And and honestly, this is the biggest advantage of the evolution of phones is it's no longer this wire is this phone. It's uh, now a phone is a, a concept more than a physical device. Yeah. You can have your phone on your cell phone. You could have a phone at home. You could have a phone at the office, but it's all going to be on the work phone system. Okay. The other cool thing is it pulls in offices together like never before. I mean, it used to be uh, a pain to tie offices together because, you know, in the good old days, we used to have to have T1s between the offices or we just had to put in special intricate dialing rules uh, if they wanted to call from one office to the other with a quick button. Uh, But as presence and that kind of deal, you know, they want the lights to light up, whether or not that person in the other office is at their phone. Once that went in, then we had SIPs, uh, SIP ties and SIP trunks and data paths and all that that had to be integrated between these boxes that were hanging on the wall. Well, now we're to the point where the phone system is more of a concept than a physical box. Like I know with the SIP space stuff, which is really cool tech. Uh, the phone system is actually like in five places spread out around the United States. So if a natural disaster happens to damage one of the locations, it's no big deal. Your phone system is still going at the other four sites, you know, Yay for redundancy, Yay for redundancy. But that just tells you, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you go in the United States, your phone can go with you that that communication system can go with you. Um, and, you know, everything is starting to merge. Uh, which I see this and now we're getting into the future and I guess we're at the current point of technology. Uh, but the current point of technology is everything's merging. Teams is merged in chat systems are now merged in video conferencing is now merged in where everything is starting to pull in together in one big analogous lump uh, where no matter where you go, your business goes with you. Now that's a mixed blessing. That means, you know, I refer to my cell phone as my electronic leash. So my electronic leash gets more and more powerful every year because now it's easier for people on in the company to get a hold of me. It's more easy. It's easier for my customers to get directly a hold of me. 
uh, which means uh, sometimes you got to, you know, set the electric leash aside and have a little quiet time. But communications, not the problem it used to be. The other cool things that we can do now that we couldn't even do with the box on the wall is remoting in and changing, you know, the status of the phone system. If there's a snowstorm, because we're in the Midwest, if there's a snowstorm that comes through, a lot of customers get a hold of us and say, hey, we're not going to go in tomorrow because the weather sucks. Can you set our voicemail or can you set our auto attendant up so that it tells people, hey, we're working remote today or, hey, we're closed today. We'll be back tomorrow, you know, once once the snowpocalypse moves on, you know. Um, and we, you know, they can go do that remotely, just hop into the interface and change it and then change it back. And they could do that with their extension. They can do that with the whole phone system. They can add lines faster now than ever before, which Jeff walked through setting up a, a new phone line on, on SIP space. Oh, if the main already set up, literally, I literally asked the consumer, I asked the client, uh, what extension do you want it to be? And what phone do you want? And I literally just take the MAC address off the phone, type it in. I put one string into that phone, and it's active. Right. How, how long does that take to provision? Uh, oh, uh, about 30 seconds. Yeah, it's like 30 yeah. seconds. Once I get in the system. Faster than Jimmy John's. Yes, it is yes. faster than Jimmy John's. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I literally hit it. And, and keep in mind, I, I've worked on phone systems where I had to literally build them out from scratch. I've worked on analog ones. I've worked on uh, ones that are bigger than your refrigerator at home. So... Yeah. Um, I can tell you, and, and in fact, when uh, when Jason first showed me the technology, w- when I started working for SIP, for SIP Space, uh, and I said, no, that's not how this works. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. Yes, my friend. Yes. Times and, and he does it right in front of me. I'm just like, no, that's not. What about your dialing rules? What about this? What about? No, it's all done. Yep. So. Well, and not only that, but now the way technology has evolved with telephony, we can actually program the phones in our office, pack them up, ship them out, send them to the customer no matter where they are, and all they have to do is unwrap the box and plug it in, and they're good to go. Right. Yep. It's such a simple process. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... that's I mean, the, fo- the phone boots up and programs itself, mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, but I mean, we have to plug in a few little pieces of information yeah, but it's yeah. like Next. one piece of information that's that was the okay. part i didn't understand it's like not a few at one okay uh so yeah for programming the phone itself i put one piece of information literally into the phone and then everything else has already been pre-done because i already got the extension i already know what the, what the phone number is going to look like when it dials out that takes about 10 minutes to set up a full uh set up an extension it's maybe about five yeah. ten minutes okay um and then it's done and it used to be uh, the phone system I worked on not even what, five, six years ago, those ones I'd work on, we'd have to, if we wanted to do that, we had to make sure it was compatible. We had to make sure that um, it received everything correctly. We had to make sure that all the lights were manually programmed. We had to make sure of all that. Now I just tell it, here's what I want in there, and it's done. There's even templates that allow me to do it, which doesn't leave much there, but it allows me to go in and change things instantaneously within within five minutes customer already sees the difference on their phone yeah which is the level of support that they're not accustomed to when it comes to phones because normally it's like oh you want to make some extension changes or oh you know bill quit and sally is replacing him all right well i'll come out and i'll do all that programming i'll see you in a couple weeks you know uh 
the other big thing is something that you touched on briefly, Jeff, is uh, the old phone systems. If you bought a Nortel phone system, you had to buy a Nortel phone, which means they got to charge Buku bucks for that custom phone. And, you know, Avaya was the same way uh, and still is to an extent. Um, but anything that generally has uh, a legacy type system, um, man, uh, you got to spend big bucks. It's like, hey, I want a phone. Okay, well, how many buttons do you want? Well, I think it'd be cool if it had a color display and this. Okay, that'll be $1,200 for that phone. What? <laughs> Uh, the big push with the software-driven PBXs is compatibility. Um, they no longer say, oh, you bought our software. You now have to, you know, you bought, you, you know, you bought into SIP space. You have to buy a SIP space phone. Well, no. SIP space, uh, you know, and SIP space is kind of an oddball in this. SIP space sports hundreds of phones. You know, non-proprietary, non-proprietary. If it's a standard SIP protocol type phone, it could get converted and work with SIP Space's system, which is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, oh, it really is because I will take four different uh, from different companies, different phones because they have the different features mm -hmm. and I can integrate them all together and it just looks nice and it works. Well, yeah, because some conference phones are you know we prefer over others it may be from you know brand x and then you've got your desk phones from brand y um and then you've got cordless phones from brand z and so you you know we're vendor agnostic we don't we don't do just one because each vendor each manufacturer has their strong points and we pull from those different strong points depending on you know where they be and and if it comes from multi you know the same multiple items from the same vendor, no big deal, but it allows us to be a lot more flexible and provide the best service possible. And it does allow us to, to customize for that individual customer. That's mm -hmm. what the nice thing about it. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Cause I'll go into one place. They don't need this, this, and this, but they'll yep. need something else. So, and probably okay. the biggest perk of all is it's not super spendy. We've been doing a lot of research over the years and, you know, after quoting a lot of different systems, it's crazy, the price difference, especially, you know, when you compare those proprietary systems like Avaya, Nortel, what have you, against what we can do now. You're getting a whole lot more features, which you can scale up, scale down, depending on what you need, what you don't need, what you don't want, whatever. Um, but the price of the phones alone, it's insane. And, you know, like you said before, you know, IT costs are coming down as the technology evolves and gets better. You know, we can reduce costs and that's true for phones too. And, and it very much so, but all right. So, uh, we're already pushing 30 minutes here. Uh, Jeff, I have some questions for you. you Go ready? for it. Yes. All right. Let's, let's start with, uh, different brands of phones that SIP space recommends right now. So what's your go-to desk phone? What's your, what's your favorite oh. desk phone? My favorite S phone is the Grandstream 26. It's a GRP 2614. Reasons why? why? Oh, okay. <laughs> why? Because it actually has the side. It has a little side screen car so you can see everybody you need to call direct dial. It also has a nice pretty, it has a large enough display that I can send video directly to it. 
if I need to, if it, that's what the customer needs. And it actually doesn't take up a whole lot of real estate on the desk. So it has everything you need in one small package, and it's not overly priced for what it is. What video are you going to send to it? Why, why would you send video oh. to a phone? Believe it or not, um, uh, prime example, we, nobody was in the office, and we have a door phone, actually, so people can ring the doorbell and we can give them access through the phone system. Well, it's a video door phone, so I actually have it set up to send the video to people's phones that are supposedly in the office. Well, because it's SIP, it actually goes to our cell phones too, and it just happened to be everybody was out of the office and we were getting a large shipment, which we didn't know. And I'm talking with the uh, parcel guy right there going, oh, yeah, I'll let you in here. Um, yeah, we'll just, if you can get it off the pallet, get it in here. We'll, I'll just open the door for you. Yep. And literally, that's exactly what I ended up doing. But that's why I would send video uh, to a phone so they can see who's entry access, that type of thing. Which that kind of technology is super wonderful for elderly care facilities when you've got uh, family guests, visitors, whoever come by and, you know, they don't have a code to get in. So you can see who's coming in and you have good tracking there. In this case for us, absolutely. You know, we were all out for one reason or another and we could still allow shipments to come in. So it was super wonderful that I didn't have to, you know, make them deliver the next day. It was, it was great. It worked out. It did work out really well. But that's why I like the 2614. It's very versatile. It, it pretty much covers all the, it covers everything that the, um, that the consumer was used to with their other phone system. And it does more as well. So without it looking too, and without it looking too. Um, scary. Scary. Yes. Cause I've run into that as well. Somebody wanted the right. nicest, newest phone, the biggest phone. Your phone's ringing. It is. <laughs> um, it is. They wanted the nicest, newest phone. And they found out it was a little too much phone. Yeah. So that's why I like the 2614. The features are there when they're ready. Mm-hmm. So right. it's it's upgradable. Okay. How about like uh, cordless phones for like, you know, I want to walk around my office. Oh, um, the one I like is the Yealink uh, W59. It's it's a more of a ruggedized type phone. Kind of reminds you of those Nokias back in the day. Um, uh, the ones that if you dropped, you weren't freaking out. Yes. Those yeah, ones. The, the ones that break the floor before the phone broke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's a W59 and it's made by Yealink. And the reason I like that one is not only is it fully integratable into the system, but, um, the system we use with, it allows us to go practically all around the building without dropping the call. Um, the phones that used to do that were Wi-Fi phones and you'll see those, those, those still exist. Um, but they're not, or they're the not ingenious 900s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but those had a hard limit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this one actually, these ones, the system allows us to go completely around the entire building. So if it's a nursing facility that's large and you need to go someplace with the phone or you're dealing with uh, an emergency type call, those are great. They go right into the room and they can do everything right there. So, and you don't have to run back to the front desk to grab the phone if it rings. Yep. And that's that's why I like that one because it's just ruggedized. It, it, it'll stand up. There's a, another deck style phone, the cordless phone that I that's okay, but it's it it's not as it's not as tough. So, right. But from my perspective as a former art major, you're not sacrificing aesthetic beauty. I mean, these things, <laughs> yeah, they're rugged. They have a lot of capabilities, but they're still good looking. You know, as we like to refer, well. I like to refer to the GRP, the Grand Streams. They are sexy. 
Yep, they're very sleek. They're they're simple and beautiful, and it's a it's a great combination. All right, so we have cordlesses now. We have how about uh, uh, speaker phones for conference rooms? You got a brand there you like? Um, there's not. There's a few different. There's a few different ones depending on what it is. The one I've worked with the most was a grand stream. And I think that's a 600 it's uh believe it or not, it's an Android phone actually, which is kind of weird, but it works very, very well on the system. Um, most of the time, Android phones don't play nice. And I'm not saying this for all Android phones. It's just sometimes they don't, the, those phones don't always play nice on our system, but I've, I've come to find out that that particular speakerphone works very well. Um, it has all the microphones in it. You can program your individual buttons directly into it. So we have a thing called Call Park, where if you put on Call Park, it allows anybody else that's in your company to be able to pick up that line. Um, and I put those buttons on there, and it works very well, mm-hmm. and it has a very nice sound to it. Right. It looks like a spaceship. It does. In all fairness. Um, but yeah, it, it works oh, great. Yeah, We've been good. using it for years. Yep, it's a very nice one. And they haven't really changed the model, which is really nice, which tells me it's a very good model because they haven't changed it. Um, and they, they've they just kind of changed the version numbers is what they've mm-hmm. done. So they really haven't changed the aesthetics of it. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, software driven. So they just update the firmware and it does new stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the last couple things I want to hit on are what are classified as the impossibles. Okay. Facts. How, how oh. do you do facts? Facts. Facts is fun because uh, before Sipspace got um, a new solution, I'm going to have to go back because fax lines used to be you would just hook up a copper line up and then there's your fax. That's how it would work. Um, with the newer systems now, people will try to hook up this thing called an ATA, and that stands for analog telephone adapter, basically. Doesn't always work because faxes use a special protocol called T38. And sometimes those ATAs don't don't work. Well, T thirty eight is a SIP protocol, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but T thirty eight was, from what I understand, T thirty eight was designed to try to fix the fax problem, and it really didn't. No. It kind of sort of did. The biggest problem is faxes in the old analog days. Faxes use frequencies that would go way up and way down on that analog line. And the way that VoIP lines generally cut down the amount of traffic that goes through is they cut off the highs and they cut off the lows and they only encode the middle. So they don't do what's called full spectrum capture. Now, some of the new phones do full spectrum capture, Mm -hmm. but those are rare. And most ATAs don't do it because uh, honestly, uh, analog's on the way out. So... ATAs are designed to be cheap and ideally probably disposable here in the next five years. Um, so I know you, you guys have, or Sipspace has a solution called the Instafax. How does that fix the whole fax mess? Okay. So the Instafax is actually a kind of nifty little box. It's just a little box that plugs literally from your fax, fax machine directly into it and hooks up into Ethernet. That's what the end user sees. What's actually happening happening is is that it'll actually dial out to a um, to a company that actually takes that fax, converts it to a PDF, and then sends it out to where it needs to go. 
that also works in the opposite direction. Someone who calls the, the actual fax line, um, it will convert it into a PDF and then allows us and then converts it back to the fax. What's also nifty about it is the service also allows it, instead of having all that paper on your fax machine, uh, you can actually have it sent to multiple email addresses instantaneously. So you don't even need uh, those Instafax. If you want to get rid of your fax machine, you can get, you don't even need the box. We actually have a way to be able to do it um, remotely and you can actually have it go directly to an email. Mm -hmm. I have that and I love it. It is great when I need to test faxes on the go. I will literally send a fax from my phone because I have that, I have that app that works with the Instafaxes and I can fax as if I'm faxing from the office. And it allows me to test faxes when people say it's not working. And then we find out, oh, now it is. Here's why. (laughs) For the the few people who still have to fax, which is largely the medical industry. um, And there are probably some others who still use it, but it's, it's a nice alternative uh, from, you know, the way it was previously done, previously done. Yes, it is a lot better and it's a, it's a lot cleaner. And the nice part is the, if they move offices or they need to move the fax machine somewhere else, they just move the little box or they just move the computer as normal and they see no difference. Yeah. You're not tethered physically anymore, which is a huge, uh, uh, Pro point, I guess. Yeah, it's a huge advantage. Yes, I mean, thank you. It's a huge advantage since you don't have to, if you move your equipment, everything goes with it. You don't have to worry about, oh, is there a phone line in here? Can we get it? Oh, no, the phone line's dead. And then you got to bring out somebody to trace it down. Now it's just a matter of, oh, we got internet here. We're good. Yep. All right. So the last impossible uh, is fire panels. <laughs> We've oh. been dealing with this lately. Fire panels are fun. And, and I'll explain why fire panels are fun. The problem with fire panels is that they will use the fire panel lines as their fax lines as well. And not every panel is built the same. So what ends up happening is one company may need just to say, okay, it dials out and just sends a small signal. Well, we can't just hook something up to it and go, okay, it works now. It may not work with their individual system. Um, there are companies out there that actually allow us to put in SIP directly in there. And it works similar, from what I understand, it works almost similar to kind of how our fax ATAs kind of work. There's a service that actually monitors it and then forwards it on. Mm-hmm. So, which is not that bad. It's a good way, especially with copper going out. And I've even had it before where I've worked on a fire panel and I broke the copper lines because they disintegrated in my fingers. Yeah, just due to age, right? Just due to age. Yep. yep. How old were those cables? Uh, the building was built in the 70s. Okay. So, so it's not that old, really. Just bad copper, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. So it's not that old. It's just, I think it was just exposed. And then, of course, for some reason, they put all electronics and everything that's vital to communications in the wettest, darkest, humidest place possible. So yeah, that way everything could break. That's always a plus. Yes. You know? It keeps us in business. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. All right. If you prefer your stuff doesn't break, we don't really want it to break, I swear. (laughs) No, no, we don't want it to break because it always breaks at two in the morning or, uh, you know, at the least inconvenient time is when the stuff technology-wise breaks. Um, So, okay. So is there any other bits and pieces that I've forgot? I mean, you talked about door phones Mm -hmm. and that kind of deal, but... Yeah, we talked about how video is. We talked about how we can have the phones can be anywhere where you need them to be. 
uh, even at home if need be. Uh, Tyr can't have snow days anymore. So, um, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, we've talked about how everything kind of integrates together and how you can have multiple solutions working together as one thing. Um, there is one thing we haven't talked about mm. phones integrating with a paging system. Uh, it depends yeah. on the paging system. Mm-hmm. A lot of paging systems about. will allow for a direct SIP tie in, and those work great. It's the old paging systems that uh, the programming and all that, they they designed it to work with the PBXs in a funky way where it pretends to kind of be like the phone company, uh, the paging system does. And so everything's kind of backwards as far as current standards are concerned. Um, Now, there are some systems out there and where we have several that work with paging systems, but, you know, there's always going to be that one off is what I've discovered. Um, And usually the paging system is so stinking old anyway. Um, There's a couple of them I worked on a while back where they wanted it converted to SIP and they wanted it to integrate with their phone system. Then I start getting up in the ceilings and stuff and the speakers have rotted out where, you know, they were paper cones and that kind of deal. And the speakers just barely existent, you know, it's, it's completely rotted away. Um, so at that point we start having the conversation, uh, you really should upgrade this. Um, if you upgrade it, it's going to work. Um, if we don't upgrade it, it may or may not work. <laughs> so yeah, because we we've worked on we've worked on paging systems where we were in and out of there in less than fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, and we've worked on paging systems that just because of how they're designed, it just took months. Yeah, because yeah. you try to put a solution in, it's like, oh well, no, that one won't quite do this because the paging system requires X, and it's some oddball deal, and. I have certain paging systems I, I love to work with, uh, you know, the Vikings and Valcoms of the mm-hmm. world. And there's phone systems I hate to work with, which are like the Rollins and that kind of deal. Um, just because they're just ancient analog technology and I'm an IP kind of guy. I, I would prefer the whole world runs on, on low voltage VoIP than, uh, or low voltage and VoIP than running analog lines everywhere. Um, I just, I prefer the quality of digital. That's just me. Um, but anyway, so paging. Thanks for bringing that up, Jess. I made us all angry because paging, yeah. paging yeah. is a quick it's way good. to make us grumpy. Yeah, It is something that can be integrated because, you know, like I've said, I don't know, hundreds of times, technology is not what it used to be where you'd have your phone guy, your, your printer guy, you know, whatever. It, it used to be broken up into... Right. The different technologies. And that's not the case anymore. Everything is integrated in some way or another, including yes. paging with your phones. Um, or even just paging through, I think they have what? Uh, it, cloud apps where you can yeah. Yeah. pop in and, and yes. page through your computer. You know, it's. So they have cell phone apps you can page from. So. Yeah. it's uh, There are options. Yeah. And it all depends on which solution you put in. Uh, there's a million different ones out there. Some are better than others. Talk to your paging or MSP type person um, and and see what they recommend. Um, and you know, with a lot of the paging companies, they're they're high, they're hard tied to 
analog, which is used to be the same problem phone companies used to have a a lot of the old voice provider PBX sellers, because they're like, oh, well, I'm signed up with Nortel and they didn't want to look at they they didn't like VoIP. They don't like digital. They don't understand it. They don't like it. Um, And that's across the entire industry. You know, cameras were the same way, you know, outdoor surveillance cameras. um, A lot of them were analog and a lot of them still are analog. Um, But VoIP's taking over and I've gone to trainings and that kind of deal with Axis and those kind of folks. And it amazes me how many people sitting in the room are basically being forced to learn how to do IP because they're a camera installer. And in their world, this wire from this camera goes to this box on this port. And that's where I get my video. Now it's this camera plugs into a switch and I have no idea where it goes from there (laughs) or how it works. Um, I've I've dealt with that. I've been to the same type of trainings and everybody, and I'm the only, I'm the only IP person there. Everybody else was, Analog. Analog camera. Luckily, I knew how they thought as analog cameras, so we had to do a lot of breaking down of here's kind of how it works. Yeah, yeah. It was – the the class is entertaining. Right. I, I mean, I enjoy trainings. Before anyway. you get too carried away with network cameras, I've oh, yep. another Not. topic for another episode. Okay. So for right now, I think the last thing – the last point that I really want to make is take a look at your phone system. Do you have – the following basic features voicemail and yes seriously there are people you know who you are who have a phone system who do not have voicemail if you do not have voicemail seriously consider upgrading and it should be included it shouldn't be an add-on absolutely any company that tries to sell you voicemail as an add-on is selling you an ancient dinosaur of a phone system and i guarantee you instead of the phone costing a hundred or 150 bucks that phone's going to be a thousand bucks a pop because it's going to have some major name on it so yeah be, be proprietary beware of the proprietary dinosaurs they are everywhere um the next basic feature and it may not seem basic to most people but it's basic in terms of the technology today call park it's a super simple feature it's it's awesome i love it Everybody should have it. It's just, yeah. Yeah, that's a standard with us. It is. It's, it's a absolutely standard. a standard. Uh, the other thing that Call Park kind of replaces, uh, for those who don't have a newer phone system, is if you look at your phone system and there's lines on the phone where it says line one, line two, that kind of deal. Yeah, SIP and VoIP people don't think that way. Uh, to me, I sell you a channel to push your stuff across. So I can have 50 people call in Mm -hmm. and as long as your internet path and your phones can handle it, all 50 of those calls are going to get to your desktop or to your desk phone. Um, When we sell sit paths and stuff like that, it's usually a minute space type deal. So we don't care how many calls simultaneously you have, but you go over your limit, you're going to hit, that uh you know so much a minute now normally it's cheap it's normally like a penny penny and a half depending on your volume um for long distance and it's also uh something you got to look at with if the phone system can support 50 calls coming in line one line two no longer works and that's where call park comes in 
it's much easier to tell somebody now, hey, we got four park lines. Well, you may have 40 people in the building on the phone, but your chances of parking and transferring and that kind of deal, that's a short transient time. So park has replaced lines. And if your phone says lines, I can pretty much guarantee you're paying too much for your phone. Your phone service, uh, I know Sipspace sells theirs for, is it 29 Jessa for a phone line? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's like 29 bucks for a phone line. And that phone line has a lot of long distance on it. It's got all your local calling. It's got phone numbers and it has as many calls as you want to make happening simultaneously. Um, so you could have a company with a hundred people have one phone number and all those people are using that one phone number, um, which is a bit hard for the analog guys to understand because it's, well, one wire equals one phone number. Now to us, one wire equals a million phone numbers, five phone numbers. We don't care. Uh, phone numbers are just a path. They are not a limit like they were with the old analogs. Um, but yeah, you're, most most businesses are paying anywhere from sixty to one hundred and fifty dollars per line. Um, and there's been several companies I've gone into where it's like, oh, well, how many phone lines do you have? Well, we have ten phone lines. Well. What, how many phone numbers do you actually use? Well, we only use the first number. It rolls over to these others. And when our, our guys call out, it's always some random number so that the customer doesn't really know if we're calling or not. Well, I can fix that. You know, right now you're paying $1,000 a month. I'll knock that down to 30 and we're going to get it. So both incoming and outgoing is on this one phone number and they're, their eyes get big and they get the system put in. And usually it's I, the calls are so much better. They're cleaner. They, you know, we don't have people complaining about static. Um, and Jeff can, you can probably attest to this too. Generally when people call in saying, Hey, I dropped a call. It's because the cell phone on the other end dropped. It wasn't yes. the phone system. It wasn't the yeah. phone system. Cause I can actually see exactly what happened. That's the beauty part about our system. I can go in, pull a report uh, of how the call worked. Not that I can hear the call or anything like that. It's just I can see how the call protocols work. And I can see, oh, nope, the other the other side dropped off. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I think we've probably beaten VoIP to death. I think the people on the other side are probably falling asleep. Um, Hopefully not. But, you know, VoIP, honestly, get a good VoIP provider. Beware of some of the online folks because they have a ton of hidden fees and that kind of deal. Find somebody, you know, good like Jeff with SIP space that uh, can get you hooked up, save you some money, get you better services um, and, you know, teach you about a brighter and better future of phones. So a that's it for me. <laughs> what was that? A simpler future. A simpler future. Did you just call Jeff simple? I like the kiss method. We all do. So I'm, I'm not kissing you, Jeff. No. <laughs> But I like to keep it super simple. <laughs> I still wouldn't call you simple, but the process. The there. process is simple. And the end user, we, we handle everything on the back end. The end user just sees a phone show up. We plug It plugs in and magically it works. Right. Voila. Yes. Automagically. Everything. Automagically is good, especially in oh, this day and age. That. That's a great word. Good old plug and pray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all right, well, I th I'm, I'm tired of talking about VoIP unless Jeff has something cool that, that I didn't know. 
No, I've pretty much played with just about everything there is with VoIP for the most part. Yeah. Either not make it work or made it work. Right. Um, so, all right. Last minute plug. If you need phones, call SIP Space. Uh, they'll be happy to help you out. They'll get you what you need and they'll make sure it works properly. Jessa, do you have anything else to add, ma'am? Uh, not on this particular topic. Nope. Ah, the quiet ones are always the ones you got to worry about. Always. But anyway, I guess I'm Jason. I'm Jessa. I'm Jeff. And thanks for spending time with us. And we'll be seeing you around the web. If you like what you heard in this podcast, or heck, even if you didn't, check out our other episodes on virtually any streaming podcast service. You can also get social with us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And most importantly, check out our website at thinkspaceit.com.